0: Saving Abel is a southern rock band with catchy hooks and heavy riffs founded by Jared Weeks and Jason Null. Their first single, Addicted, broke onto the scene, climbing its way quickly into a crossover hit from mainstream rock to Billboard Hot 100 and the Top 40. Now, with millions of sales under their belt, it's easy to see how their self-titled debut album became a certified multi-platinum record. Now, their debut album delivered two more number one singles with 18 days and drowning face down across multiple charts and solidified this band's name in rock. Now, the band also has over 2 billion global digital streams. And their new single, Baptize Me, just released with over 200,000 streams on Spotify and growing. With us today is lead singer Jared Weeks, who left the band in 2013, fought multiple addictions, and found his way to sobriety. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Jared Weeks of Saving Abel to the show. Welcome, Jared.
1: Hey there, man. Thanks for having me today, man. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Man, hey, it's great talking to uh, rock, rock and roll royalty, and uh, that's what you are, right?
1: <laughs> well, you know, hearing you read some of that uh, um, introduction there, like... I haven't heard some of those uh, facts in a while, you know, and I didn't even know about the two, two billion, you know, I guess I'm just always busy, you know, but yeah, it was blowing my mind. I was like, really? Wow.
0: Well, that, that's, a, that's quite a bit of popularity when you get into the billion mark.
1: Uh, yeah, it's kind of unbelievable for me, man. Hashtag grateful, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you left Saving Able in 2013, what made you leave? Uh,
1: Well, actually, um, I was handed the keys to the kingdom at a young age, you know, my first flight was from Memphis, Tennessee to LA uh, to sign a record deal. So uh, obviously, uh, we hit it hard. And uh, it got to the point in 2013, where, um, you know, I couldn't survive um, 24 hours a day, I couldn't survive without being high or drunk, or some sort of mind altering substance, you know, I just didn't have the tools for it, really. Uh, you know, it is it is pretty crazy when your life's turned up to that volume, you know, anything you want at any time. Um, but, yeah, you know, so I left and, and I moved to Nashville, tried to start the solo uh, artist thing. And, uh, you know, ended up going through therapy for a few years and, and healing with a bunch of stuff that, uh, that I needed to deal with. Um, so, obviously, the you know, when isolation came around, uh, Jason and I started talking again um you know it was when brent smith and zach myers released the uh acoustic album they did the double album i was sitting there listening to it i was like man jason and i have a million of these songs you know that that we wrote even before saving abel uh so i kind of called him and and was talking to him about it and we got back in the studio with our producer skid and one thing led to another, and it got to the point where I called Jason, and I said, Jason, I'm ready to take my life back. And he said, man, I've been waiting for you to say that for years. So here we are.
0: <laughs> well, well, you know, so you left Saving Able in 2013, but then you were going to embark on a solo career. Uh, was I mean, You know, besides the addictions, did you have the big head at the same time?
1: Well, no, I've always, I mean, I've been told, uh, but I've always been, you know, humble, you know, um, or at least I've been told that, should I say. uh, But um, when I got here into Nashville uh, and I started doing the Nashville writer uh, thing, you know, I I got to write with some the biggest writers in Nashville. Uh, I know it was kind of cool, you know, to be, you know, there's a line of people waiting and it's kind of cool to go ahead and get in, you know. So maybe that big head thing had, had a key factor playing maybe. But, uh, you know, I got to write with Jonathan Singleton and and so many others, you know, and um, to me, it was just, you know, the same thing over and over. So You know, verse, chorus, go take a lunch, verse, chorus, you know, and and some folks like that. Uh, But for me, you know, doing that two and three times a day often uh, I felt like I was writing the same song, you know. Uh, You know, so it's, you know, for me, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And and obviously, I, I hadn't even gotten to uh, the problems in my life, or at least dealing with them. So it was sort of a, a negative circle, you know, uh, not so good time for me uh, when I started uh, here in Nashville. Um, obviously, you know, with, with lots of consistency and work, and I'm totally proud of all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I'm proud uh, of who I am. And, and And I love myself even more today. It was just a kind of a weird time in my life. You know, I really didn't know what was going on.
0: Well, as a musician, I mean, what was it? What's the environment like? Comparing L.A. to Nashville.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know if you want to ask this southern boy that. You know, uh, well, uh, just being transparent, you know, L.A. It's like everybody there is somebody, and they expect something. And uh, I'm more of a, you know, let's get in the room and let's vibe it out and let's create from that energy. Uh, and, and some of the even the people here, you know, they walk into a room um, to write a song well they already have the idea. And, and that's the song you're writing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how it is, which, you know, some people might like to work that way. Uh, but for me, the creating and working off the energy that's in the room, uh, even if it's just one sentence that that I have in my head, you know, you kind of throw it out there. And uh, see who picks up on it. Nobody picks up on it. You go to the next, you know. Uh, but there was, a, you know, a slight difference between L.A. and, uh, and Nashville. Um, we're more, you know, southern country boy type. Even New York, though, you know, sometimes you're up there playing. And you finish a song, and it's epic. And, you know, sometimes I've seen it. The crowd just kind of looks at you, and they're like, what? <laughs> we should. We showed up, you want us to clap too, you know, <laughs> you know, that,
0: that's like that. a hard crowd.
1: Yeah, it really is though, man. But, but, you know, doing it for years, you know, I finally figured it out. You know, the connection, especially with L.A., uh, but New York as well. But, you know, Nashville, um, I really I only grew, grew up three hours south of here uh, in Mississippi. So Nashville was always the big city when we were kids, you know, we're going to the big city. <laughs> uh you know so uh but yeah i totally love it here man this is i'm still sort of close to home as well but you know i found myself here
0: well you know you've battled multiple addictions even mental illness i mean i've even read where you were drinking a fifth of vodka every day day. Uh, can you tell us about some of those battles and then the journey that led you to find victory over them
1: so uh when I, when I moved to Nashville, uh, when we first got here, I just quit saving Abel, uh, just finished singing with Hinder. And I got here and I wanted my life to, uh, get started, you know? Uh, so I started doing all the writing and as I mentioned before, I didn't really vibe it that way. Um, so as I kept going, uh, I still worked with the same producer, Skid Mills. I've I've been with him almost 20 years and he moved to Nashville, which is also another reason why I, I followed him here. Um, So, but, you know, as we were going, you know, I I had great songs, uh, but really, I just don't think it was a time in my life where even if they had done something that I could move forward, honestly, uh, I still didn't have the tools to deal with, you know, just reality. Um, So one of the things that that led me, you know, there, I, I literally was drinking a fifth of vodka a day, you know, sometimes I would wake up just to take a drink, just so I could go back to sleep. Uh, you know, um, that's how I dealt with life. You know, that's how I dealt with uh, the problems that I hadn't dealt with. Um, you know, we've all got childhood trauma, some sort of childhood trauma, something that makes us change our life in some sort of way to, that creates who we are now. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, I had some things that I had to go through therapy on. Uh, I did some EDMR um sessions um i had a great therapist uh, her name was kelsey and she was so good she ended up leaving where she was to open up her own practice so i'm still cheering her on but uh she she really helped me find um some of the things that i needed to heal with and and i see this at my shows all the time uh you know i'm up there singing and i'm rocking out and i'm a real big empath like it's almost a superpower I just don't know how to use it that way yet. But, you know, if I could walk into a room of 100 people and I could find that one person, you know. Uh, and I see that at my shows, you know, people that just the looks on their faces, people that forget how valuable they are, how how worthy they are of a good life. You know, they carry around a weight uh, that they don't even know. They just think that life is just this negative circle of, of, of course, bad things are happening. And it's always going to be this way. And this is all that ever happens to me. Um, for me, I've been on both sides, you know, I've been up here, and I've been all the way down here. And uh, one of the things that I learned about myself in isolation, um, to be the change that you want to see in the world, you've always heard that quote, well, to do that, you've got to look directly center inside your soul. And you have to look at those things that you're not proud of, those things that you're ashamed of, those things that you wish you could just forget about. And you have to sit down with those things. you got to invite them to tea and and you talk. Uh, you know, you figure out inside yourself, how do we heal from this? And as I started healing with this thing, uh, with these things, um, you know, I just felt my, my vibration in my body just just raising, you know, and it was like, I'm a firm believer, you know, that if you chase your passion, what makes you feel alive in this world, that the universe, it wants nothing more than for you to do that. And if you start following it, it will start opening doors and and you can't put any expectations on it because that if you put expectations on it, that's how it's going to turn out or it's not going to turn out. If You just let it go. The universe, the law of attraction will bring it to you. Uh, but I've really learned a lot since, uh, you know, therapy. And, and I do talk about mental health a lot at my shows, uh, you know, about being sober. Uh, and, you know, I don't want people to think that, you know, I'm judging them if if they're not sober. So I say things like, you know, if if that's your thing, you do it. I said, I just want the only I want you to make your heart happy. I want you to be happy. So I'm not judging you. I said it, it stuff like that just quits serving a purpose in my life. And I'm really glad that I had uh, the, the right people around me that supported me through uh, you know, like my wife and my friends like Jared Blake. He's season one of the voice and Big Vinny. Uh he was on the biggest loser. Uh both of my best pals, man. They they helped me and they supported me. And uh, you know, went in and I I'm I love who I am now. I, I love this journey a whole lot more. And it all started with a little bit of being the change that you want to see in the world, healing from the things that you're ashamed of, or guilty of, or, or just not proud of, and the consistency and the work that you put into there—it just brings joy into your life, and that's what I'm addicted to now: pure, concentrated
0: joy. Now, so I just really I, want to—I I love out. that, Jared. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> what was it like now when you're on stage performing compared to the days when? You were on stage and you were dealing with all those addictions. What it's like what is it like for you now to be before an audience? <laughs>
1: well well now, I, well, now I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, there for a while, you know getting into the arenas and, and the nickelbacks have been sevenfold to shine down, all of that. It was very big for me. and, and we were young and green at the time. You know they sort of just threw us in there with, with the, the best of them, you know. Uh, so we we were a very good adaptive. We we picked up really quick. Um, when I started using the most drugs was was on the Nickelback tour because, you know, from from the, the the stage to the merch table, you know, security would walk us there and and people grab, they pull, they rip your necklaces off. And a few different times I would run away screaming and hide under a stairwell. Uh, so I, I never that you know. So I started using drugs because when you're high, you know none of that stuff matters. Um, so, I mean, we were really young, you know, so, uh, obviously I'm glad we went through all that, but, um, life's just better now. I mean, well, I just.
0: <laughs> well, back in, uh, back in 2021, uh, yeah. you know, you, you called Jason Null. Um, was there, was there always an underlying open invitation for you to come back to the band?
1: Uh, Jason says, yeah jason said yeah there was there is or there you know now that i'm back there was uh in fact when i called and told him i was ready to take my life back he said I- i've actually been waiting on you to say that for a few years now uh and that's the one thing about jason and i we, i mean when i left the band it was amicably am- amicable however you say that word <laughs> agreed upon it was agreed upon um you know, and, and we also throughout those years, you know, shared a publishing company, you know, where we split everything, you know, down the middle. And, uh, you know, we always remain true to that. And and I think that actually owning that publishing company together, uh, always kept it open for our relationship to, to get better. And uh, obviously, it has, you know, all in good time or in due time. Uh, but yeah, um, Jason and I, that's a 20 year relationship, man. It's and I say that to this day, you know, I'm, I'm proud as heck to be up there on stage playing the songs that he and I wrote almost 20, some of them 20 years ago. Uh, that's such a really good, I mean, I almost almost well up a little bit thinking about it because I'm really grateful. But that's just amazing to me that people are still listening.
0: Well, what you know? was it like to to uh, hook up with Jason again and sit down and write new material? What was that like? it was amazing because it made me feel like
1: who I was then when we were creating Saving Able. It made me feel that I rediscovered the passion and that raw element that we had, you know, growing up in this, Um, you know, for a while there, I had lost it, you know, with the depression and the alcohol and the, the drugs and all that you get lost up here, you sometimes forget where you're going, you know, and that which makes us feel worthless. Uh, but it was amazing to actually get back in there, and and these songs like, they kind of just came out of us both naturally. And and what ended up happening with with Jason and I and Skid, that's our tripod, that's our formula for twenty years. You know, we ended up uh, going in a, a little deeper to to the of Saving Abel and what we were discovering, and and. A little more rock and roll, a little bit heavier, a little more rock driven, you know, I I brought my drummer with me um, when I was, uh, you know, that when I was out of Saving Able, I had my own band, I had a drummer, his name was Dave Matthews. Uh, I I brought him with me over to Saving Able, and he is one of the the key factors. He is a rock drummer, but he is one of the key factors that helped push that out of us. And, And this is what I always wanted Saving Able to sound like. So proud, you know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, what's the inspiration behind the brand new single, Baptize Me? I love that song.
1: Thanks, man. I, I appreciate that. Uh, plain and simple, that song was written at a point in my life where I was taking my life back. Like, we're, see, we're the ones that write our stories. But don't ever forget that you, you're writing it. You can be the hero in your own story. That's how valuable and that's how worthy and that's how powerful we are. as just beings. Uh, and, and that's what that song's about, you know, about taking my life back, about, you know, it says at the ending, it says, baptize me in the water. You can save yourself. That's that part where you got to stand up and you got to fight for yourself, fight to figure out how am I going to love myself today? And if you're consistent in that, man, I'm telling you, like, look at the smile on my face, like. I enjoy being who I am now, you know, and and that's what that song is really about. It's it's get off that black couch and I call it the black couch because that's where I sat for so many years in depression and drinking. And I finally got up. I dusted myself off. I made the decision in my head and I kept pushing forward. Uh, like I'm the person I prayed I was, you know, five years ago. And that's something I'm proud of. But mainly baptize me is about, you know, it says, uh, uh, Baptized me in the water it says whoa whoa, whoa." uh crawling my way out and ain't going back again and then it says you know i ain't getting out alive it's time to live again and uh, at that point you know is when i first started feeling like i'm living my life right now i'm I'm turning into who i want to be i i am strong i am powerful i believe in myself uh and i just love that, that that's what we're writing about these days you know instead of girls and parties and things like that, you know, like our, hit, you know, addicted or whatever that, that was pretty edgy. But, uh, you know, we've, we've got a new message and it's, it's inspiration. It's positivity. It's, it's support. And, uh, I mean, we're sticking to it, man. It's, well, we're just a we're a different band now.
0: You know, when, when saving Abel hit the airwaves, uh, with the breakout hit addicted, are you amazed that your return song is called baptize me? I mean, it's almost poetic. Well,
1: I mean, I guess I wasn't thinking about it uh, from that perspective, and and Kia's perspective is everything, but um, I guess, well, I mean, I guess, no, I didn't ever think about it that way. I think that's kind of cool, though, and to me, that's the universe going, see, I told (laughs) you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're right where you need to be. You're doing great, you know? Uh, that is kind of full circle, though. That that makes me that fills my heart.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what's been what's been the fans' response to the new single?
1: So we've been playing four or five of our new tunes, and of course, before every song, we say this is a new song and we play it. But since we've released that song. Uh, this song right here is our new single, and people just immediately start cheering and clapping for it. And that was something that I've never recognized before until one night I said it, and it was so loud that I could, couldn't ignore it. I was like, I turned around and looked at Dave, my drummer, I was like, you hear that? Like, that? whoa, you know? So it's been a great response from the crowd, man. And I, to watch people already singing the lyrics, just it just fills my heart. I mean, it just makes me uh, so glad for, for where we are and the song itself.
0: Well, it must, it must feel great to know that your fan base has always been there.
1: They have. Uh, and mainly it's because they're like us. We are them. We are a blue collar band. We work our butt off just like they do. And we talk to our fans. We we go out there and we conversate and we take pictures and we give them, you know, because they, they come to be connected to us and from the stage And some of the things I say, I see who I affect. And I say before, every time I go on, I say, just let my words help somebody. Like you don't got to do this or that. Just let my words help somebody. And I tell people that when we meet them uh, after the the show. And I can't tell you how many people come to me. And and they say things like, I just wanted to tell you, thank you for talking about your, your mental health. Thank you for for not keeping quiet like everybody else. I've been struggling. I need help. And then that's my moment where I can see like I want to be the bridge between those people. And then that's why I'm here. Yeah, the music, but that's my my goals is to help those folks.
0: Well, you have a and new I, mission. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and you know, and 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 I've heard this from from other bands that I've talked to where for them, and you've you said it, connecting with your fans, maybe it's a meet and greet before the show, or it's definitely meeting with all of them afterwards, you know, saying thank you, saying hello, taking selfies yep. with them, and all sorts of things. And it means a lot to the fan base, but you have an extra element, a, a mission, like you said, a bridge, because You've lived that life of being so far down, you came up out of the water, as, you, as the song Baptize Me says, and now you're able to share, you know, what it's like to be clean, sober, and always in the moment. I,
1: um, I'm really grateful for the journey, you know, and I'm glad to be here, but it, it, it does bring up a, little, a few tears because I fought really hard to be here and I'm proud.
0: Well, so I'm proud of you.
1: You can do it too, you
0: know. <laughs> well, <laughs> it I, is possible. Well, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that have gone through adversity, found victory through multiple addictions and and things that have are so horrible to mention that happen to people. But some, you know, bad things happen to good people, and yep. and you know. You have the heart. You got the spirit. It comes out of you. You I mean, I can tell just by looking at you, you are so grateful to have, well, a second chance of truly living life like it's meant to be lived. And not necessarily, you know, being a rock star, man on stage, but, you know, being that example and being that overcomer that you can share with everyone you meet.
1: I just want to show folks that they are worthy and they are valued. And that it is possible. I used to, and I, I would hear people talk about it, you know, growing up as I was a user, it's just, it is possible. You can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. But now knowing, I'm like, I get it. If I can do it, obviously, if I can do it, I'm like, you can do it. But uh, one of my favorite songs uh, on this new essay album, it's a song called From the Damage. Uh, and it was the first time I ever written a song like this, but I'd been searching for this song since I came back. And we in fact, we even wrote one called from and we didn't like it, we kind of just tossed it to the side. So I, I kept going through these ideas. One night I was asleep. Uh, and Nikki was getting ready, uh, getting ready for bed, you know, brushing her teeth and stuff. So I like passed out for, you know, probably 20, 30 minutes. And I, I woke up and I wrote down uh, these words, the entire chorus to this song. Uh, it's a song called From the Damage, and it says, Redemption came under my wings and lifted me up so I could see all the other things that made it harder for me to fly above the wreckage. But look what came from the damage. That entire thing, I wrote that down, and on my birthday, October 19th, we went in the studio and we found it. Uh, and it's it's one of my favorite songs. Um, it's really positive and, and motivational, but, it's exactly true.
0: You know, the heaviest the of rock riffs... You
1: know?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, even with the heaviest of rock riffs, we can find inspiration, positivity, great messages that will resonate with fans and, and people who listen to the songs. And and I love your emotion. I mean, I love your right. heart. And uh, <laughs> I love your excitement of... Of being clean and, and I, I feel
1: good being this excited. I, I can't I can't describe it.
0: Well, when when are we, are we going to see a EP? Or are we going to see a full length album from Saving? We're going to see a,
1: a full length album. Uh, we've got about two or three songs left that we have to uh, well record, but we've got to mix one of them, uh, and it'll be done uh we've got a new single coming up um it's either mid-july or at the end of july but we've already got it ready uh we're filming the video and stuff now for it so we're kind of setting it ready uh we're gonna have a radio campaign on it so we're doing we're doing the whole nine yards and we're gonna push this uh so i'm pretty proud of that that our next single too it's called fire but we'll talk about that i guess at a later date
0: hey I, I, jared I, i'm looking forward to it and what do you and saving able hope to accomplish in 2023 and beyond uh
1: 2023 i, I mean obviously coming from my standpoint i, I want to have uh, i want to make our show better uh but for the band i try to live my life to as they where they live every day they want to get the best version of themselves as well Uh, But what I see us doing is we are, uh, we're we're booked for the rest of the year. Uh, We're doing lots of one-off shows, not tours. uh, But as it comes down into November and where we stand and starting next year, we've got bigger goals, bigger arenas and bigger dreams. Things that I know that are possible. You know, I already said, yes, I claimed them. Let it go. Now I just got to get there. I'm driving. We'll see where the universe takes us. But I got full faith that... My, my dream and my idea and my machine uh, you know to help folks uh it, it's it's gonna happen. There's no way it's not you know it's just going to I'll manifest it you know.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> that how bad happens. I want
1: to help folks you know.
0: <laughs> well, you know and I and I can see you know for 2024 saving able you know being uh, back to all the the, the massive the large uh, music festivals across except, the country and beyond. except then. When
1: that, we'll have Pyro. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff's expensive for us now, but then we'll have Pyro. Guarantee it. Well,
0: we well i tell you one thing. I know that this new album uh, coming out is literally going to be a fireworks show for all of the fans. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you got to head over to SavingAble.com for all of their upcoming music. The brand new single, Baptize Me, and check out their tour dates. But I, I know one thing, Jared, I, I, I'm standing in agreement with you guys that uh, this new album is going to be at the top of the charts and because the music's great and next year, ladies and gentlemen, you better hold on to your hat and buy, buy the T-shirt. <laughs> buy, the concert buy the T-shirt. <laughs> yeah,
1: yep. absolutely. Because absolutely.
0: it's going to be a wild rock and roll ride that you're absolutely going to enjoy with Saving Abel. And Jared, man, you and the guys, I mean, you got to bring the rest of the band on one of these days, but every single one of you are welcome back anytime.
1: Maybe I, maybe next time I'll catch you when we're on the tour bus and we can just get everybody in there, you know?
0: <laughs> hey, that, that would be awesome. And again, ladies and gentlemen, check out one of the best rock songs you're going to hear this year baptize me i mean like i said they're going going from addicted to baptize me i mean coming out of the water what else could you ask for (laughs) i mean hey if you're going to feel clean feel clean but i can tell you one thing this, this is the second coming of saving saving abel and uh man i'm looking forward to everything you guys are doing
1: Man, thank you so much for having us today, man. I'm very grateful for, uh, to have the invitation, man. If any, any way I can spread joy in the good news, man, and thank you. I appreciate you guys.
0: Well, I'll tell you one thing. you Saving Able heads over to Houston, Texas one of these days. I'm buying a ticket. I will be there. I'm going to be in the crowd, and I'm going to be wearing my Saving Able T-shirt just with the rest <laughs> of the fans. So uh...
1: that's. I look forward to it, man. I look forward to it.
0: All right. Thank you again. Thank you, Jared, so much. And ladies and gentlemen, hey, again, go to savingable.com. And as for me, I'll see you next time.